This is Dr. Kate Eckert with the Form, Function, and Flow Lab podcast. I'm a chiropractor, yoga instructor, anatomy junkie, and movement educator. And I am looking forward to exposing you to all sorts of ways that you can prehab your body to avoid injury and maintain those hobbies, activities, sports that you love to do. And we'll also be focusing a lot on the pregnant and postpartum journey and making sure that you can return to those activities that you love or even keep doing them while you're pregnant. Hi, this is Dr. Kate. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about the very broad connection that the pelvic floor has with the rest of the body and how, um, treating different areas that aren't anywhere near the pelvic floor can have a direct correlation. I did an episode on how and why inflexible feet can lead to pelvic floor dysfunction and it kind of relates to that. Um, If you haven't heard of anatomy trains before, uh, that is a bit of a description of what I'm going to go through right now. So anatomy trains was Uh, put out there by Thomas Myers, and he basically dissected out these different layers of fascia that run through the body that connect very vastly different, different lines, different areas from head to toe. So the line that includes the pelvic floor is called the deep frontal line, and it goes from literally the soles of your feet all the way up to the jaw. And we can see how these different areas connect with one another and tie in together. So the deep frontal line consists of essentially the base of your foot. So when we talked about stiff feet, we kind of linked it in with when you lose that ability to lift the arch of your foot, you lose your shock absorber. And when you lose the shock absorber for movement, then the force has to be transmitted somewhere. So we've got the, the arch of the foot and that muscle right behind the shin bone. It's your tibialis posterior. <clears throat> if you've ever been into my office and come in with Uh, any lower extremity issue or lower leg issue, um, plantar fasciitis, and I've worked on your posterior tibialis, you're like, oh my gosh, I did not realize that that was so sore because it can be a um, problem area that people don't realize because they're not often poking around in there to realize that there's an issue going on. So that's um, the muscle that helps to lift your arch. Uh, Then we've got popliteus, which attaches into the knee. So if you think of the chain of events, if your arch drops, your knee isn't lined up and it starts to bow inward, putting extra stress and pressure can lead to knee injuries. Then we've got this intermuscular septum in the leg. So it's splitting the front half and the back half of the leg. After that, we've got your adductors, your inner thighs, so the groin area. And when uh, we put out a lot of stuff, exercises and that kind of thing to address pelvic floor issues, I do a lot of adductor work and squeezing of the cordless ball 
I do a lot of that for people that have SI joint pain or low back pain because it's great. It's a great way to stabilize the pelvis. Then we've got pectineus also in that area. Then we have the pelvic floor and we already know that those inner thighs, those adductors have a direct relationship with pelvic floor because the inner thigh or the adductor as we call them attaches into the pelvis and kind of butts up against where the pelvic floor is attaching. So that's where that fascial connection comes into. So we've got the pelvic floor and then we have those deep, deep hip flexors. So there's different muscles that do hip flexion, but the ones I'm talking about for this are your iliacus and your psoas. Um, a lot of people will talk about psoas and iliacus and psoas actually attach in the same spot on the leg. So some you might see in some texts it called iliopsoas. Basically, that's the lower attachment where they meet. But they're two separate muscles and they start in two different spots. Your iliacus starts on the pelvis and then goes to the leg. And then the psoas attaches to your spine, your lumbar spine, and then attaches to the leg. So two, they're starting in two very different spots. And they have the fascia of your... Um, abdominal muscles covering them. Uh, so that also ties in very heavily with the pelvic floor as well. Um, you've got that um, connection then where the psoas, your deep hip flexor that's attaching to your spine, shares fascia with your diaphragm, the breathing muscle. So you've got that breathing stuff that we always are talking about how that stretches the pelvic floor. So it's talking to the pelvic floor in that way, but it is also connected fascially with the pelvic floor by going from uh, psoas and iliacus and then connecting in through the pelvic floor as well. So there's that dual attachment there. And then we go into your, your neck. So there's that, that breath connection between the neck and the diaphragm. Um, and this, it, one of the spots that it, it affects are the scalenes. And the scalenes are in the front side of the neck, typically. There's three different parts. So they're slightly different spaced, whether it's anterior, middle, or posterior. But we've got the scalene muscles. And a lot of times if we have dysfunctional breathing and we're not using the diaphragm, it's gonna, our body's gonna look to another source in that same fascial plane to help um, inflate the lungs. So we've got scalenes working and trying to pick up the upper part of the rib cage to help with that inhalation. So we want to take the work off of the scalenes and let it come back to the diaphragm so that the diaphragm can work, fully contract, and stretch the pelvic floor. Now, the other neck muscles that um, are connected fascially are the infrasuprahyoid and then um, up into the TMJ, so these muscles around the jaw. So often when we clench our jaw, 
we have a literal fascial connection where we hold tension and clench in our pelvic floor. So the tension and tightening in our pelvic floor also very connected to the tension and tightness in our jaw. So if you're having low back pain, SI joint pain, those kind of things that people don't naturally correlate with pelvic floor issues yet, and you have jaw pain, it is something that you should definitely get assessed because it might be connected. Your chronic SI joint or hip pain that is not going away um, with standard care, and you have this tension and tightness in the, in the jaw, it's a good indicator that we should check out your pelvic floor and make sure that that's stable, relaxed, able to relax, and able to support your hip, the SI joint, low back. Um, it could be the missing link for you. Um, so keep aware of how your jaw feels um, because, again, there is that connection in that deep frontal line um, from anatomy trains. Uh, so with that, that deep frontal line, when it's all working well and together, it lifts the arch of the foot, it stabilizes each segment of the leg, so it's helping with ankle mobility and stability, knee health, hip stability and help, it supports the lumbar spine, and it stabilizes the chest when you're um, and allowing expansion and relaxation of breathing, and it balances your neck. So the deep, and there's also a deep connection between the abdominal fascia and the pelvic floor right behind the pubic bone that's important. And another area that people don't usually like to get worked on, but it's important, is the um, umbilicus. So that's your belly button and when you think about um, how it's you know right in the center of your abdomen, it has a lot of fascial connection deep as well to the different layers of your um, abdomen. So there's a lot of fascial connections there as well. So doing mobilization of the belly button can also be helpful, even though it is not an area that we typically work on it's something that's good to assess as well. So if there's a, you know, a few different, this is only one of the anatomy trains and it's a very brief and simplified view of it. It goes into a ton of detail with Thomas Meyer's work, but it's very validating to see how we address pelvic floor issues and treat it. It lines up pretty uh, well with those concepts between that deep front line and the fascial connections from the jaw all the way down to the arch of the foot. So if you have any questions, feel free to let me know. I'd be happy to answer them. I look forward to working with you guys. And if you have any topics that you'd like discussed, make sure to comment below and let me know because I'd be happy to share all the knowledge that I have on those issues.